Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm sat here with my mum. Say hi, mum. Sitting. I'm sat. I'm sat. You sat. Am I allowed to say that? I don't think you sat sitting. I'm sitting. Yes. With my mother. Yes. Who's a pain in my ass. I'm really happy to finally have this guest coming to my house. Uh, the first time I met Hayley Squires was when I was pregnant and I was going to see Daniel Kaluuya and David Haig in the Young Vic production of Blue Orange. Oh, right. And she was there with Joe Dempsey, who we love and we've had on the um, podcast with Daniel. And we were all going to support Daniel in this um, Was play. she in Skins then? She wasn't in Skins, I don't think. Um, and she was there with Joe and he was like, this is my mate Hayley. And I said, pleasure to meet you. He said, she's in this new Ken Loach film and it's going to be so important and exciting. She was about to do the kind of rounds of all the festivals and she was just like the most kind of humble person. Next thing you know, she's up for a BAFTA. Uh, I think she was up for Best Supporting Actress at the BAFTAs for her role in I, Daniel Blake. Have you seen I, Daniel Blake? No. It is one of the most important and powerful films I think I've ever seen. And it's so relevant for now. It's about food banks. It's about poverty. It's about austerity. I mean, it was heartbreaking. There's this scene in the food bank and I can't give anything away because you've got to watch it. But quite relevant that we've got Hayley coming to ours when Brexit round the corner. Well, I met her. At Hammersmith Apollo. Oh, yeah, because I'm... And she was sat sitting, sat sitting. She was sitting in the middle where I thought I ought to be sitting. And she clearly didn't want to move up. (laughs) And I gave her a long, hard stare. And she gave me a long, hard stare, like, why are you here? And we became best friends, of course. Did she move? No. (laughs) But she wasn't... We all shuffled up a bit. And it was... She was so sweet and lovely. She's brilliant and she's such a talented actress. I've now seen her on screen, but also more recently at the Pinter Theatre in the West End. And it was the Pinter, um, she did two Pinter, yeah, it was the Pinter season. With Russell Tovey. It was the same season as Russell Tovey was doing. And actually, no, they were in the same, they were in the same production. And uh, The Lover, The Lovers, I think they're called, or The Lover. But she was so good in it. So I just feel like she's a gem of ours. Exciting to know what she's doing next. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw her in Collateral, the David Hare TV show that had Kerry Mulligan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she was in it. Yeah, I remember she was worked in the chip shop. She worked in the pizza shop, yeah. Pizza shop. On the menu tonight, 
I gave Hayley the option of lamb or chicken. She said roast chicken was her favourite. So although we have done a roast chicken quite a few times, this is a fantastic and very easy and delicious roast chicken, which uh, producer Alice has kindly offered me, which is borsan roast chicken. Now, I don't eat a lot of borsan, I have to say, but putting it under the skin of a whole chicken and roasting it and putting it in the carcass has transformed it into the most divine kind of chicken Kiev. It's fantastic. So I've done that on a bed of massive leeks that I've cut, just sliced in half. So they're sitting on there with celery as well because I love to roast celery. So that's happening. We've got two chickens in there. All the fat and the creamy borsan juice is coming through and it's tasting delicious. And then I'm going to do it with some, just to keep it kind of French, doing bobby beans, with some tarragon and like a mustard kind of buttery mustard um sauce and then i'm going to do sauteed potatoes which i've just diced up really small i actually don't know what i'm doing but i think it will just be nice and i've put a bit of um herbs de provence on there and then we'll put some garlic on there a little bit later so it doesn't burn too much so we'll put it in halfway is that it is that it and then it's quite a creamy meal because maybe we didn't think i've made creme brulee which i didn't realize was so simple but I think I've made it, I think it might have set slightly too hard. So do we have to put it in the oven for a bit? No, it's been. All we need to do is blowtorch the top. Did you put cardamom in, like I said? Yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. I put cardamom and vanilla in mm. and I strained it. So I br- broke the cardamom up. Cinnamon? No. You can't have cardamom, cinnamon and vanilla. Yeah, you can. No, you couldn't. Not. Cinnamon would have overpowered the cardamom. Hayley did mention in a text, she said, I'm making banana bread. But don't tell your mum because I still want a pudding from her. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. She might prefer her just banana bread. Hayley Squires coming up on Table Manners. Can't wait. Cheers. Um, cheers. Cheers, darling. Um, thanks so much for coming. Hayley Squires is in my kitchen and she has brought banana bread. She's the only person that's made something. Apart from a chef. But he didn't even make it. He got his, he got his people to make it. I didn't it. make it. It's got chocolate chips. It's banana oh, yeah. and chocolate chip. Wow. So, hold on, whose recipe is it? It's Nigella's, but, okay. it's, <laughs> but it's altered. So I can't cook. Right, this is a thing. It's been a thing for a really long time, like a running joke with my family and my friends, the fact that I didn't know, I couldn't turn on an oven. Like I can't, I didn't, if I was in a kitchen, it would be completely alien to me. Okay. Um, and then in November of last year, when I finished the Pinter Place, yeah. and I was like, fabulous, I can't, I need to do something. I go mad when I'm not working. Made a cake for my nephew's birthday, but you're like out of the box, like cupcakes that you, them terrible yeah. things that you shouldn't give yeah. to kids. I was like, to make a cake <laughs> so i walked to the shop i'd look something up online a red velvet cake oh, that's quite ambitious though that's the best too way. ambitious like why <laughs> i started with that i didn't even start with cookies or anything like that <laughs> went and got the ingredients come back did it then got obsessed and now my kitchen's like full of cookbooks but like baking books so you're baking be in the and i've tried off. to start cooking yeah you're gonna be in the bake-off soon. well i don't know but it, all my no one in my family or my friends can believe it because i'm like it, it's a running joke that i'm useless so what's the lot besides banana bread what was the thing you cooked before uh apple crumble wow. i mean it's basic but for no, me it's like really good so i'm now you've picked this up 
I yeah, know. well, it might be terrible. So a bit worried now. No, it looks perfect. Maybe it put some if, if it's dry, put some butter on it. Well, babe, right. we've got creme brulee to go. So I mean, I'm thinking creme brulee <laughs> and banana bread <laughs> could what, be a really? winning combination. Yeah. Is that we're having creme brulee. Yeah. What else are we having? We're having roast chicken. Okay, but. We're doing balsam roast chicken. Now, What's I that? do you know balsam is that like herby, that herby soft cheese. garlicky cheese. Great. Right? That you would never usually. I mean, I feel m- mean on poor balsam. I'm giving them no, a bad name. No, I think balsam is good. It's, it's fine, but you, uh, it's one that you. It's delicious, you, darling. Anyway. Have you put it with chicken before? Yeah. yeah. Is this I've like a thing? Right, okay. it's, it's Alice, our producer. She, okay. It's a French thing. Okay. Hon, that's the beef. Oh, it's bleach. Oh, my God. That looks amazing. Right, so I think that's going to be done. That's huge. Oh, yeah. right, Jesse, this is really impressive. This is not like, much more impressive than I thought it was going to be. What do you think? <laughs> I, I thought like I was going to get like a chicken breast in like some nice sauce. You were so sweet. You were like, I love roast chicken. So I was like, right. Cool, I do love you? roast chicken. So, Ch- chicken anything. So it's roast chicken. You and Mel B. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I can't believe you've had you've done this with a Spice Girl. I was really stressing when I was late because wasn't she really late? She and was really late. Off. Oh my God, you have listened to the podcast and I yeah. feel like we now are like these horrendous people that people are scared of. No, I'm I just hate like, late fucking late. I hate being late. I hate late people. And my mum is like, my mum cancelled her wedding. This is the kind of woman my mum is. My mum is getting married. She's quite stressed out with a lot of different things. She's taking care of my nan, who's got very bad dementia. But she got so pissed off on her birthday that like, that text messages arrived late and the birthday cards arrived late that she was like, no. Nope. They're uninvited to the wedding. I'm, the, I'm, not, I'm not having a wedding where I'm going to pay like hundreds of pounds for people to sit down and have a meal if they can't send me a birthday card or a text oh message God. on time. I kind of I'm love her. Take, She's Bridezilla. Yeah. I'm going to take But she just approach. was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> she said, if people can't deliver a, a message, a birthday message to me on time, then I'm not feeding them at my well, wedding. What time? What time? Because I've like, definitely been that person that's done. Is this a new boyfriend, not your dad? No, yeah. So they've been together. Um, how long have they been together? Uh, going on nine years, I think. Do you like him? Yeah, I love him. I love him. His name's Martin. He's a very good man. And um, my mum's a very good woman, but she... Uh, doesn't tolerate. She doesn't tolerate a lot. Bad behaviour. Doesn't tolerate bad behaviour. And so she decided that they were going to... That was not the main reason. There's different reasons. Do you still live she, at home? No, I don't. I live about 10 minutes from my mum, though. I'm really close. That's to how her. you need to be. It's really good. So you're... Sorry, I'm kind of... Sorry, it's like... So you're a Kent girl through and through? No, I'm so... I was born in... A, I grew up in Forest Hill. Oh. Yeah, I was born in Greenwich Hospital. So when did you move out to Kent? It was really random. So we got to... I was going on 14. My brother was going on 6. So we're a bit younger than that. 13, 15. Which school did you go to in Greenwich? I did. I went to Sedge Hill. Where's Sedge Hill? Sedge Hill is, Lewisham. Like, is Lewisham. Yeah. But before they made it really fancy. It's a really brilliant school. It's become an art school. But it wasn't yeah. when I was there. It was crumbling. Um... Basically, my mum and dad are both South London and they got to the point where they just decided they couldn't be in London anymore. It was too claustrophobic. They just, my brother was, you know, becoming about to turn sort of 16 and could have got himself into all sorts of trouble. And so we got in the car one day, went for a drive. And they were like, what are we going to do? Drove down towards the coast because we used to go for holidays in Rye quite a lot, like Rye oh, Hastings. Love Rye. love Rye. So we were driving towards there. Saw this town called Sittingbourne, yeah. which is near Faversham. Pulled off, saw this high street, went into an estate agent, found a house that we could rent for like a lot less money than we were living in London for. And we were moved within about six weeks. 
Oh my god! And you were fourteen. I was going on fourteen. Did it was you like, mind? Yeah, I had. All your I, mates were in. My mates were here, and also which bit of London? You were living in Forest Hill. I'm from Forest Hill. We were living in Eltham then. Uh-huh. But like, so you were kind of edging out. Rough, well, you rough were edging Eltham. out. Really. E- edging out. Yeah, my mum's from around there. You didn't there. go to Thomas Tallis. No. All the no, bad we boys went there. Went to all the bad boys. Did they? Well, that's a shame. <laughs> 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 no, went went to Sedgill and then we moved, and it was, yeah, it was hard. Like I was, I was shy at school. My brother fitted in. My brother was fine. He became friends with all the top boys in the school, did and he was look fine. After you? He did, yeah. But I, I, I struggled. I, I was don't shy. Feel, I can't imagine you being shy. I feel like oh, you could yeah. completely look after yourself. When I got to about sixteen, I found my voice. But we, before that, I was very, very shy. When did you start acting? When I moved to Kent, funnily enough, we, oh. I moved to Kent and drama, drama lessons were like the thing for me. I just found a, a home in it and sort of just thrived doing it. And nobody does acting in your family? No. What kind of jobs do they do then? What's your mum? Does your mum work? My mum works. My mum was actually a school cook for years and years and years. Oh, wow. She, and when we moved to Kent, the school that me and my brother went to, she ran the canteen. She was the cook. How was that for you? It was it was fine because she was there, thank God, because I was having like daily breakdowns of going, I can't be here. I don't want to talk to anybody. Oh. I don't like it. Oh, shame. So I was going to my mum. So she give you a little extra custard and cake? Yeah, she was like, <laughs> gave me a bowl of chips, sat me in her office and I was all right. But um, all the kids in the school really gravitated towards her. So kids get got kicked out of class, kids that had home problems. Mm. This must have been about... How old am I now? Going on 31. It's about 15 years ago. Mm. The head teacher at the time came to her and was like, "We, do you want to do this pastoral kind of job? Mm-hmm. So now her role is something like the student support manager. So it's all oh, the kids wow. that get kicked out of class, uh, social services meetings, um, looked after children, traveller children. She takes care of all wow. of them. Such an and she still gives them cake and custard. She gives them chocolate <laughs> and biscuits. <laughs> that's the so, way to do that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. And my dad, when we were living in London, used to run video shops. So he's, amazing. he's like a huge film buff. So that's how it came about. <gasps> Me and my brother were always surrounded by film and music. He was and very what, like into his film music. It's such and, a shame there's no video shots I know, anymore. I know, it's really sad. Because they tell you what was good. Yeah. Now we have to decide ourselves. It would be my favourite thing to do on a Saturday. I'd go, go down, down with to my mate, yeah. Trohans, and choose like a Drew Barrymore and yeah. uh, what's his face that was Robin with Batman? Um, Chris. There was this film called Mad Love that we used to download. Really? We used to f- um, buy every week, rent every week, what, and it was what Batman and Rob- Robin. He was uh, with who was the ba- Batman? Okay, who? Michael Keaton. No, no. no. Wait after that, that. George Clooney. No, oh, after. George Clooney. George oh, I don't know who the Robin was. Chris O'Connell. Chris oh, O'Connell. Yeah. Don't know where he's gone. O'Donnell yeah. or O'Connell? Chris, oh, maybe Chris O'Donnell's the singer. Chris O'Donnell's the no. singer. It wasn't him. Okay. Not the Irish film. Anyway, <laughs> it was Irish a great one. film, Mad Love, 90s yeah. film, must watch it. Um, but so so was your dad kind of feeding you, kind of saying you must watch Cinema Paradiso? Or... No, he was just like, I was obsessed with Disney films when I was a kid. And so he made sure that we had, we didn't have a lot of money, but me and my brother never wanted for books, music or films. He made sure that we had them. And me and my, so he would just show us whatever he liked or, you know, depending on what, what age we were, whatever was at the cinema. And yeah, he just, he, just, he just fed us films. That's so lovely. Which was amazing. That's why I became upset when I was about 14. 
particularly when we moved to Kent, my mum couldn't get me out of the house because I would stay in and watch, like, on a Sunday, I'd watch seven films okay, back to back. what's your favourite film? Of all time? Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Okay, I'm obsessed give me with... three. Godfather 2. Yeah. Goodfellas. Oh, my God, you yeah. like gangster films? Yeah, pure gangster films. And then one that isn't a gangster film... No Disney. I mean, yeah, but not that I'd like... She's not going to put it in the top three. Okay. I don't know. I mean, something like Shawshank Redemption, probably. Okay, solid. Do you know, I've never yeah. seen that. I've Is seen it, it It's once. incredible, yeah. Shall I watch it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a like, life-affirming, incredible See, film. See, mine would definitely be Saturday Night Fever. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh, babe, if you like music. Not all the way through. I mean, I love music. I mean, John Travolta is so brilliant. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen the whole thing. I love that film. Do you think I, Daniel Blake was a kind of defining role for you? And did it kind of, did it change things for you? Where now, I don't know whether, you know, actors will be offered parts rather than having Mm. to read for them. Has something, has there been a shift? That hasn't changed for me. Okay. Um... That hasn't changed for me. I mean, it was a weird one because had that film been American, yeah, I feel like it would have... I mean, it blew up for all the right reasons. Yeah. In terms of if I was being selfish and talking about my career, mm. I feel like it would have blown up in a different way and probably things would have sort of catapulted for me a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so it been like Erin Brockovich or something like yeah, that? It yeah, would have gone, it would have gone off. But it... It has furthered things, yeah, I think. I think it's given me more just uh, confidence. Yeah. I mean, Mum hasn't seen I, Daniel Blake, but no, I found no, it one I'm of the t- most important terrible, films. It's terrible, isn't it? Do you know why I haven't watched it? Because I'm a social worker. Yeah. Oh, and I God. think it's just kind of... I, I, it's just kind of... I thought, gosh, this is no, what Mom, I see. Need Especially I need to watch it. Especially what's going on at the moment. It's just... It's... When people tell me they haven't seen it, it's hard for me to Sorry. say. Because I'm like, no, 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 no. What I mean is, I will is see it. I kind of want to say to you, watch it when you're not in too bad a place, yeah. or you can have like really good food around you, or you've got somebody with you that you love. Because even aside from being in it, it's quite. It was on just recently on TV. Yeah, I couldn't watch it when it was on. Was it on like uh, Christmas Eve or something they put it on? No, they put it on in January, beginning of January. Yeah, because you texted on BBC Two, not BBC One. They bottled it a little bit, in my opinion, but Mm. they should have put it on BBC One. But it had a... I didn't realise the amount of people that hadn't seen it. Mm. And then there was this huge social media thing went off. Who's the main guy in it? A guy called Dave Johns. Who plays Daniel Blair. Yeah, who's a stand-up comedian who's... Absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Did it make you more politicised? Like, did it make you more political after doing that film? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I already knew what side of things I was on. Mm. Growing up, it wasn't like a political household that I lived in at all. But we had the news on. And we came very much from a point of view of you treat people decently. Mm. And you have morals. And you treat people well. And Mm. you look after people if you can. Um... So I already knew what side I landed on and then doing that and the fact that everything that happens in that film is based on a true story that was told to either the writer or the director, either Paul or Ken, it's sort of impossible not to be and not to be fucking furious mm. all the time. It's just, mm. a, it's just the cycle of poverty that's so terrible. Yeah. Period and poverty, yeah. and food back. I mean, it's yeah. all of it. And, and the system combined with the system that's in place to keep people in those situations that's the worst part of it yeah is that the whole bureaucracy of it is designed to keep people down it's so sad what's it like working with ken loach 
What is he like? How old is he for a start? He is, where, what year are we in? 2019. Yeah. In June or July, he's going to be 83, 83? I, I thought he was about 50. No, I went to his 80th surprise birthday Shit. party that they threw for him, which was in Jesse, Ken Loach is going to be 83. I think 83. When did I go yeah. to his... Yeah, I think and he's he was still angry. And, and he's still angry, and he's made another... They've actually made another film. For somebody that's so um, fierce in their views... He's very gentle. Do I be polite? Help yourself. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Help yourself. Thank you. Take them. Everything, anything, whatever you want. But it's very easy, babe. Very easy. I was convinced you were going to do me like a chicken breast. Oh, my God, I'm so offended. Have you not heard our fucking podcast? I've heard it, and it's oh, been cuisine, amazing. babe. I was listening to it while I did my banana loaf today. Oh, you're so sweet. I need to not eat really quickly. I'm known for doing that as well. And me too. That's why so you, you get do you on. eat really mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can make sure I can get second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that chicken is lovely. Thank you. What are you doing next? I well, there's no acting project that's happening immediately, but I am writing. Are you allowed to talk about it? Mm-hmm. I am writing a film that has been in development for about four years. I started writing when I left drama school as a way... I don't, I've always written. When I was a kid, I used to write poems to my mum or I used to write silly little stories that I'd draw, do drawings with to give to my dad and stuff like that. But um, when I was even drama school, I wrote a play that ended up going on at the Royal Court. You're kidding. Yeah, as one was, of those kind of emerging writers. Yeah. It's a really amazing... Um, respected scheme. Yeah. So What's it, was, it called? It was well. I'd, there's a young writers program, and then they used to do the young writers festival, and it was mm -hmm. part, I sent it in as part of the young writers festival. Mm -hmm. And then they put it on for three and a half weeks. Which That's was, amazing. Was, Were you in it? No, I wasn't. I wasn't in it, but I was a big part of the rehearsals and all of that kind of stuff, which was great. And then from that, I got a literary agent, and people were like, "I think you're a bit of a writer." It's a weird thing because I find it quite painful to do. In the same way that you must do when you're... Sometimes when you're creating, it can be, like... Difficult in a way that's very difficult to describe to people. Well, you... I, just, I, think, I think, for me, I don't feel... It doesn't feel the most comfortable, easiest thing for me. Mm. So, therefore... I always kind of second-guess myself. Me too, constantly. You feel like you're kind of getting away with it. Did but you have that feeling when you got the literary to, Well, agent? yeah, and kind of... I think some people that are in, involved in the arts in whatever way don't have that. Mm. Some people are born with a natural confidence or a natural sense of self mm. that can carry them through. But I we've talked know. about this before. I'm sure like, that can't make you creative if you're so confident you're doing it right. But do you think it's also being a woman? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know I don't know that it's being a woman. I think it's... I mean, in some circumstances, it definitely is where you feel like your voice is second-guessed in a way that a man's wouldn't be. That's a mm, fact. Mm. But I think there's also just something that's sometimes about your personality. And I think that me and you share that in sometimes mm -hmm. where we go... Like, when I remember watching Coming to Your Gig and afterwards you were like, was it all right? And I was going, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> You've got, like, no idea how good you are. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing to have about yourself. But also, sometimes it can be to your detriment. 
Well, I think what happens is you don't convey that confidence to other people. So if you feel doubtful about doing something, mm. I think you make you create doubt in other people's minds. Yeah, Whereas, it's just an air. That do you, you I give mean, off. do you think Kate Blanchett thinks she's not very good? Maybe sometimes she might do sometimes, yeah. but I mean, it's it's. I also think it's about taking ownership of your work, mm. and that's a big thing. So last year, I wrote the official first draft of this film that I'm doing. That I'm. BBC Films have commissioned me to write it. I'm working wow. with a brilliant production company called DMC and their two producers, um, Dan and Theo, who I've been working with for four years to develop it. But I wrote the first draft in the summer and then I was like, lost my shit. Why? I was like, I read it back and went, it's no good, I can't do it, I'm not doing this anymore. And I went to my mate Lindsay's my my best female friend, I went to her house and she's um, she's married to my best friend from drama school and they've got two kids together with my godsons and I went and sat on their sofa and was like, I'm not doing any of this anymore. You know when you just get to that point? Why are you being like self-sabotage? Self-sabotage, completely. But you know when you just Had go, anybody said anything to Nobody had you? said anything, but I'd been on my own for the summer writing this draft. I hadn't done any acting for a couple of months. And sometimes it's just hard. It's hard to sustain your mind going round and round and over and over again and sort of justify spending the time doing that mm. and juggling other things but that happen in life. you've been commissioned. I know, I know. It's not like it's a hobby. Thinking, it's the way you think though, isn't it? Okay. And that was, that's a really good point, Lenny, yeah. because for ages I'd gone, I'll oh, write into just something that's yeah, sort of happened. Yeah, a sideline. Exactly. And then I went and spoke to my Lindsay and Rob and they were like, you need to calm down. Have One thing at a time. It? No, they hadn't, but they had the confidence to go to me. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You're lumping too many things in together. You're thinking about your life. You're thinking about all the different areas of it. Mm. And then you're stressing on this draft over all of those things. And so then I calmed down a little bit. I went and did the Pinter plays. Which you were fantastic in. Thank you. Which was amazing because I was in the room with... Jamie Lloyd, who's an amazing director, brilliant actors. Who runs the Pinter. Who's running the Pinter season. Yeah. yeah. And just had a really good time. Went back to the draft, had worked with my producers. And then by the end of the year, had produced something that I was like, okay. We went and had a meeting with BBC. The notes were really good. And you can do it. fell into place. But... Yeah, but it's just sometimes I think that you have to... People just have different ways of things and I'm somebody that like I say when I moved from Kent to London I was a bit scared and I was a bit nervous and that feeds into everything and so I've been trying to that's what I've been trying to do end of last year into this year going no it's all fine you're making a career and when will it come out when will it start I did I would love to shoot it next year next summer it needs to be shot in the summer are you gonna be in it yes Wow. I am playing the lead. Have you found who's going to direct it? No, we haven't yet. We haven't found who's going to direct Would it. Would you want to direct it? Well, there was a there's a hot, there was a back and forth about this. Would I direct it? But it's a ve- it's about my character does bare knuckle fighting in it. Oh Jesus. Christ. And it's quite a lot as a f- I've never directed before. Mm. So again in the summer I was like, I need to do it. Nobody else can do it. It's got to be mine. And now I'm like, no, I don't think so. Actually, I think I would need somebody to come in and collaborate with me and help me through it and help make it what it needs to be. Hey. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mum's getting so. I've just bought a blowtorch from a, a shop I down the road. Going to say something else there. A blowjob. <laughs> Mum, please. <laughs> Fucking hell. Have you used one of these before, Jessie? Well, I turned it on just to test it. Right. And now I can't get it back on, so this is not <clears throat> panning out. Oh so my well. god. I'm going to do this away from you. For fuck's sake. Okay, here we go. Oh my oh, god, god Jessie. Oh my god. torch and I will be sending it back tomorrow because it just set my mum's hand alight. Basically her hand was going to be like Freddy Krueger. And um, so now we've put them in the grill. So who knows if the old, um, it was quite fun that blowtorch for a while. Oh, it's cracked, it's cracked. See, so it is oh. properly brouilleed. I don't think I've had it. Jesus, I need a whiskey. Oh, do you drink whiskey, Lily? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a pudding person then? Yes. Love sweets, love love dessert, love chocolate, massive sweet tooth. Massive, massive. What's your what's your chocolate bar that you'd have? Chocolate bar? Um Oh god, it depends on the day. How many chocolate bars are you having a week? Well no well, I mean I have at least one chocolate bar a day. You're joking. No, you don't. I do. I do, yeah. I love you. Or like at least one piece of chocolate. It depends. It depends. I love What's a picnic. I love a star bar. I love a galaxy. A star bar? You're the only person that eats that. Star bar. Star bars are oh, the one. Is that Milky Way? No, it's got like, it's nougat and it's um, peanuts. What is this? 
It's the it's the best. So so yeah. So I'm a, I'm a sweet tooth. I love a sweet. I've got a sweet tooth. Okay. So um, growing up, mm-hmm. your mum was you know she was a school canteen um, chef cook. Yes. So what were you eating at home? Um, it was very much. Um, I was the most nightmare child for my mum when it came to food. I wouldn't eat anything. I wouldn't eat fruit. I wouldn't eat veg. I wouldn't eat meat if it was like a certain way. The She'd only be meat so I'd proud eat, of you tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'd only eat chicken. Funnily enough, right? Um, but it was very much like she's a really You're thinking of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you poor mum. She um, that we're cooks. She and she can cook. No, she can cook, but it was never like fa- it, we never had fancy food. It was never ever fancy food because she was too busy doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a really good cook, and my nan was a really um, she, my nan's still here, but she's can't cook anymore. Right. But she was a. Uh, incredible cook like home not fancy food but just really proper good. home food so would you eat food. your grandma's cooking yeah so um, what was she, what was her your favorite dish of her so probably her roast dinner was just the best thing in the world because i lived with my nan and granddad my first two years of drama school mm-hmm. i had it lovely because they'd she'd do me a packed lunch she'd drive me there pick Bless me up come Aww. back and i'd have like a shepherd's oh, pie she's the nan who's not well now yeah, she's the nun who's got dementia. Because I remember you were going to come before, yeah. and then you couldn't because she wasn't well. Yeah, she's um, she's got very advanced dementia, and um, it's so sad. It's how old is she? She's eighty one. Eighty, eighty one. She's young. Yeah, but she's she's had it. I think it began when I was still living with her. I remember she came out of Tesco one day and she couldn't Just remember. Just forgot things. She couldn't remember where her car was and not what car, well, not where she'd parked it. She couldn't remember what car she had. Um, yeah, she's living with my mum because my when I whilst I was doing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, my granddad passed away, mm. and um, it was quite sudden. He had been poorly, but it was quite sudden. And then, but she had dementia, but it was still we could still cope with it. And now she, yeah, she lives with my mum, and my mum works, but takes care of my nan. So she lives so. with your mum and your yeah. mum's boyfriend. Yeah. So yeah, it was hard. your it was your grandma's roast, and what Gram- would she have in there that you- she'd have? Amazing potatoes. She'd have Yorkshires that she'd done. Mm. Just, just roast chicken that was good. Mm. Gravy that was brilliant. Mm. Just, I only ate veg when I went to my nance when I was younger. Because her veg didn't taste like anyone else's veg. It was like veg cooked just to the most perfect degree. But she grew up with. Um, she had two older brothers, two older sisters, and then her youngest brother, who was. She was about 15 when he came along. So she lived in a very big household and she was basically the... Mum. She took care of the house. Mm. Um, and my her mum was gypsy. So they had very specific ways of, you know, cooking and cleaning and all of that. So my nan, my nan could cook incredibly well and my mum can cook incredibly Did well. Did she marry and really young it. then if her mum was a gypsy? Um, no, my... I don't know how old her mum was when she got married. So were they Roma or Irish? Romany. Yeah, but my granddad, my granddad wasn't. But they'd known each other since they were about six years old. Do you know anything more about how, because you were saying that your grandma's mum had very particular ways yeah. of the food, do you know, like... Well, with, with kind of with everything, really, like just keeping house right. and making sure everything was proper and doing things like the way they would wash their necks 
sort of things like that. Okay, so so your mum was a good cook, but you Mom's just wouldn't eat cook. any of it. I mean, what I would you eat? Cereal. <laughs> oh, babe. Cereal, and I mean, she cooked. I mean, it wasn't even like she was cooking me fancy food that I didn't understand as a child. Mm. I just was going, I don't want this, I want cereal. I'd go through really funny phases of stuff. Well, you're just like Nigella. You've just done that bre- banana bread. Yeah. And she was a fussy eater was when she? she was younger too. So, you know, you but could was, basically have... You're um, probably going to be a world famous cook. Yeah, yeah, I probably am, I think. Um, but they... So my mum and my nan are both really good cooks and I just never... I never needed to. Yeah. Because I lived with my mum and she did everything yeah. for me. Then I lived with my nan... Mm. she did it all for me and then when I moved in with my friends in my third year of drama school my friend Rob did everything for me because I tried to cook noodles and cried when they went wrong so he would cook for me how and long then, can noodles go well they went soggy and I couldn't really eat them and they sort of disintegrated and stuff like that I mean I was really bad it was really really bad terrible couldn't can't cook couldn't cook so what would you okay I know that you've like you're starting with I baking, which I think is delicious. slightly mad. This is an amazing banana bread. Well, the thing with baking is it doesn't matter if it goes wrong. No. I think it, I can't well, do baking. Because I'm like, baking's just a treat. Whereas if you're trying to cook somebody a meal or cook yourself a meal and it goes wrong, that's a fucking nightmare. It's all right for so you. Like, what are you okay. having for your dinner? So what did you have for breakfast? Today? Mm. <laughs> Toast. Yeah, with what? Peanut butter. That's all right. And some watermelon. That's not bad. Lovely. That's a good day. Um... What's a bad day? Cereal. Sugary cereal. Yeah. What's your sugary cereal? Sugary. I mean, I've got, I'm not as bad on cereal as I used to be. All right, what's your favourite? Cereal. Do you like cinnamon, those cinnamon No, ones? I'm not a big cinnamon fan, you know. I like um, chocolate, anything chocolate I like. So cocoa Pops. Yeah, Cocoa <gasps> Pops. I'd love Cocoa Pops. Anything Jesus covered Christ, in... Hayley, this is you're like, you're, you're, you're trapped in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, palate of a child. Yeah. God, it's good job you don't live here because you wouldn't be allowed cocoa pops. You'd be having pork wheat for breakfast. No, I'm joking. Um, Let's let's go to your last supper. Okay. What's it going to be? It would probably be your nan's roast. My nan's roast, Mm. or there is a pub in a village near where I live called the Sun, and they do. The chicken, leek, and ham pie that they do. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It is just extraordinary. And they've got Ooh. this leek sauce that comes with it that doesn't sound appetising, but is really well, it good. comes on the side. Right, it's sort of in the pie, and then you cut into the pie and it leaks out. Oof. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, so either that or the roast dinner, I think. You could have both, baby. Yeah, could have bo- I'd have both. Um, starter, so you just wouldn't even have a starter? I'd have like a nice soup for a starter. Oh my God. <laughs> Jessie, I think <laughs> I... Now, Dolly Alderton has an issue with people that want soup. It, was it Dolly Alderton? She said, why would you ever want soup? No, I, I love, love soup. soup. But you know when you go to... I remember when I knew that I'd gone to a really fancy place. It was when... St- I, was, I think it was for an event. And you know when you go to an event and they come out, they all come out at once and serve you at once. Yeah. I had this bowl in front of me and I think my mum was, it might have been in can, and I was like, now we're going to have soup for a starter. They came out and they poured it out of like yeah. separate saucepans, but it was fucking cold. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's soup. Why Gaz- is it cold? Gazpacher can't yeah. do that. No. So what I'd have a warm soup of some kind. What kind? Something really just average, like carrot and coriander. Yeah, tomato. <laughs> oh, tomato. I love you. You want soup. Okay, soup is my fine, fine. I mean, my palate is really basic. With a crusty bread? Or? With a crusty bread. Okay. I mean, I love, I love food. I really, really love food, but I'm not sophisticated when it comes to stuff. Doesn't matter. And then pudding? Would be 
either something chocolatey, like mm. a chocolate fudge cake. That was let her down. I yeah. fucking said we should have done chocolate, but anyway, go on. No. Go on, did you on. say? You haven't let me down. You need to set, do some set fire yeah. to yourself. You I haven't let me sacrifice. down. Anyway, go on, um, so something chocolatey. Just here for Something. Freddie. Nearly on silent witness. <laughs> Um, something chocolatey or I have to say not blowing my own trumpet my own apple crumble come on why is it so good what do you do whose recipe has it come from oh god I'm trying to I think it's off of a site called Baking Mad or it might be oh my god you're really going deep into these like baking who's the really posh man that does the everyday cottage country cottage Hugh Fernley Whittingston him it might be his okay and what does he put in it that's I don't know if it is his um, well I do it with golden caster sugar but I roll my apple I slice my apples and then I roll my apples in it which I think oh. is an average thing to do I've never done that I roll my ap- okay. I put a lot of sugar in it I roll my apples in it and then I leave it when I do put it in I leave it ever so slightly longer so that it does look almost edging towards slightly burnt on the outside because it mm. cooks it really nice and then I put demure sugar on the top of it before mm. I put it in the oven as well which is probably just an average apple crumble box. but it's delicious I've stopped using baking apples and started using just ordinary apples. What apples do you use? Granny Smith's, if I'm going to cook with them. Just I because use Bramley's. Sh- yeah, I like Bramley's. But I use Bramley's, but sometimes they're so sharp, you've got to put so much so sugar. So sharp, so yeah. sharp. So if you use Granny Smith's, they're just slightly less sharp. Okay. But almost a similar texture. Fair enough. I'll try Granny Smith next time I do it. Just because you don't need to put quite as much sugar in. Mm, I put a lot of sugar in it. So, okay, so where are some of your favourite restaurants in London? Or Kemp? That one that the I told sun. you. The sun. Have in you Kent. been to the Sportsman? No. Yes, along um, Sea Salter. I don't know, but it's yeah. like yeah, right by the sea wall. Yeah, I've been in there. It's like, I love that everyone. Everyone no. from London knows that pub as well. Um, Favorite spots in London. I like. I mean, I say it's not very sophisticated for a chicken foe. I like. What's the place on next door to Groucho? Uh, Cater Cartier Cartier. I don't, I don't know. know how you pronounce it. C-A-T-Y-R-E. But it's got like a accent over it. I don't know. It's for chicken foe. They do really good chicken foe. Okay, there. wicked. I'm so unsophisticated. There's a place opposite the Pinter Theatre and I cannot remember the name Where of it. Where is the Pinter Theatre? It's like near Leicester Square. It's, it's an Italian and I can't... They do the most amazing meatballs in there and I can't remember the... Did Enzo's, you? Enzo's Kitchen. Oh, I don't know it. Opposite I've heard um, of it. the Pinter Theatre on Panton Street. I hadn't heard of it at all. Oh, it's on Panton? Yeah. Do they call it the Pinton Theatre? Pinter Theatre. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Just opposite, there's about three, there used to be the three, stop pot. Yeah. And, it's, and there used to be a shine and a tie at the end. Or That's yeah. it, yeah. And it's, um, it's the Italian right opposite. They do really good meatballs in there and sauce. I'm trying to think, where else? Would you be getting, like, meatballs before you'd be going on stage or you'd be having them after? No, before. Oh! I mean, not too far before. If I was on at half past seven, I'd do it about five o'clock. Yeah, do you have any, like, um, a regime? I guess it's different for when you're um, in um, theatre. Yeah, I mean, obviously a kind of on stage... I have to go on stage for a warm-up before we do a show, just to have been in the theatre and sort of looked... Is that what everyone does? A lot of people do it. Were you doing it on your own? No. Or you do it as a cast? We'd all do it as a cast. But everyone would do their own individual ones. Sometimes people didn't come. Sometimes, sometimes people did. But I always do that when I do theatre and have a look at the... I look at the empty seats mm. and just make sure that I can see where it begins and ends. Um, and with every job that I do, I make a playlist. Do you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I make a playlist. So what was on the Pinter playlist? The Lover, I see my bag on my phone. Um, it started with Sister Sledge. Oh, we are family. No, um, thinking of you. Great. Thinking of you. There was a lot on there. Prince. Um, there was some Eminem on there. But before every show, I listened to Diamond by Rihanna. Such a good song. Now, lastly, do you think you've got good table manners? Yes. Although I eat very quickly and That's a lot. Fine. I don't think you need that. No, I, think that I think you were I, fabulous. I was being polite. I think um, you were great. What's your <clears throat> worst table manner in somebody else? Uh, do you know what? I've got a list. Oh. It's to do with things that annoy me and people. People that eat really loudly. Okay. Like really loudly. I don't like that. I don't like when you go to a restaurant. I get quite... Um, I'm very aware of other people when I'm in a public space. So when I'm in a restaurant and someone's talking really, really loudly at the table next to me, I don't like that. Mum's like does the thing where she talks loudly at them and says, they're so loud and rude. That's what my mum does. Right. The other thing I can't stand more than anything, I'm talking about being in a restaurant, is when people don't say please and thank you to the people that are serving them. Mm. If I'm a, having a conversation with somebody and someone comes and puts a plate down in front of them, I don't like it when people just carry on talking mm-hmm. like they're not there. I'm with you on you. that obnoxious loud thing. Where just they... the way that it's just loud, like everything's just yeah, it's loud. The hoorays are the worst. The hooray Henrys. Yeah. yeah. Hayley Squires, I'm very <laughs> happy to finally have you in my house. Me too. And eating your banana bread. Which was fucking good. Thank it you. was great. She saved the day. She with saved the dessert. The dessert. No, I don't think I'll ever forget you nearly setting fire to yourself <laughs> for creme brulee, to be honest. <laughs> I think I'll be telling that story for a while. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I just love her. I love her. She is just a real gorgeous girl. Gem. She is a gem. A little treasure. Banana bread was absolutely divine. D- delicious, Hayley. And if you didn't know who she was before this uh, podcast, which I presume you all did because she's fantastic, please, whatever you do, if you see her name in the West End, go and watch her. She is so brilliant. And whatever you do next, please go and watch the I, Daniel Blake. But um, she's so proud of it. Yeah, she's so. I mean, she she, she was amazing in it. But she was good in Collateral. She was great in Collateral. But yeah, thank you so much, Haley Squires, for being on, for schlepping over here, tolerating one of our major f- disasters. It was that was certain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it. <laughs> <laughs> like the far end, the greatest right. show. <laughs> See, I always worried about those blowtorches, and now I know why. Well, I it just didn't fit together, Doc. No, I'm going to go and back so to that actually guy. actually lit from the whole chemist. <laughs> my new kitchen. <laughs> nearly up in flames. My mother, nearly up in flames. Um, and to be fair, it was a shit blowtorch. It was awful. Well, you overblew it at the beginning. Oh, excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I think that that's up there with George Ezra. To be fair, as dramas in the kitchen, it's really up there. I don't think Cambrule should go in the cookbook. Yeah, Cambrule is fucking dead to me. That's it. Or you have to get someone else to play something that you mum, don't like. It's nearly mum brulee. <laughs>
you've listened to on table manners is by peter duffy and pete fraser and table manners is edited by the wonderful alice williams